0: Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude Scott. I'm your dude Dave. And it is now October, Dave, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that theme song should trigger you—that something spooky's coming. Absolutely, it's horror month at Dudes on <laughs> Movies, <laughs> uh-huh. and we're kicking it off with a special double feature episode. We're doing Creepshow and Creepshow Two. Oh, the uh, infamous—they're not infamous, but they're—they're right. uh, they're, uh, very popular uh, horror anthology films from the '80s, mm-hmm. and. uh We're going to get into those. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching?
1: Um, I watched a movie from this year called The Little Hours. Is that the nun movie? Yes, it is. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and it stars Aubrey Plaza, Alison Brie, and Kate Micucci. Mm -hmm. Um, Aubrey Plaza, who's probably like the hardest working person in showbiz right now, she's just everywhere doing Mm -hmm. everything. Um, It is extremely funny. And you, everybody should check this out. Um, just, just go in knowing that it well, if you like the life of Brian and you like kind of stuff that, that doesn't just you know, it, it is blasphemous stuff, of course, but of course, you know, but just go for it because you'll, you'll have a great time. And they are all so funny in it, it's excellent.
0: Yeah, I've, I've heard good things about it and I've been wanting to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good job, dude. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched 1998 Small Soldiers. From Joe Dante. Okay, yeah, cool. This movie sucks, man. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. My my wife loves it. I guess she watched it as a kid Uh or something, and uh she wanted to watch it and our kids watched it, and I just wasn't having it, man. I wasn't having it. Probably not in twenty seventeen. Yeah. This is a PG thirteen movie, so I was like, oh man, this is gonna be maybe a little more Mm. than a kid movie. Right. But uh it basically isn't. It (laughs) these soldiers God Mm. They, <laughs> the, this toy company puts military chips into soldiers' toys Yeah And then they fight, like, bad guy alien toys Who turn out to be the good guys Okay I don't know And um, it's basically Tommy Lee Jones cracking wise for two hours uh, It's not funny I hate it Kids probably will like it, I guess Our kids didn't pay attention Your but, kids didn't like it? No Oh I don't know They were they wanted to do other crap Okay so, Anyway right. it, It's okay For what it is. But it's basically every Joe Dante plot ever Mm. uh, remade with toys. So that's it.
1: You know what, dude? If we were sitting in a bar for, let's say, five days, and you asked me on the first day who directed Small Soldiers, on the fifth day, I would never have come (laughs) up with Joe Dante. (laughs) (laughs) What would you do on the seventh day?
0: Would would you rest? (laughs) Yes, I would. I would definitely rest. I
1: would punt and say, tell me who directed (laughs) Small Soldiers, because Joe Dante would never have come to mind.
0: Yeah, definitely. Wow. So uh, stay away from Small Soldiers. Sorry, honey. (laughs) So let's talk about last week's question of the week, Dave. It was, what universally revered movie do you hate? Mm -hmm. We got a lot of people on this one. Yep. On Twitter, at the Comic Jam, said Forrest Gump. Yeah. Wow. There you go. I like Forrest Gump, personally. Oh, I do, too. It's a good movie. Um, I don't think it holds up like it did back in the day, but mm-hmm. it's still good. Right. Uh, Instagram, Blu-ray Dave said Fight Club, and Mazmia Metal said Avatar. Yes, and Mazavia Metal also
1: mentioned Fight Club as being um, something about like uh, what what I can't remember was description. It was like uh, white guy Scarface. That's exactly what he said. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is apt because that's funny. Like I, I I haven't seen Fight Club since it came out, but like from all I know about it is is that like it definitely just like there's some stuff in there that in 2017 seems problematic just like a lot of movies
0: yeah probably i haven't seen it in ages i got it on blu-ray mm. for like five dollars in a bin somewhere okay. and i still haven't watched the blu-ray I'm right maybe right. if we have to do fight club someday yeah i'll, I'll have it yeah maybe so right. <laughs> i love david fincher and brad pitt and nor all of them i know but uh i haven't seen it in a while so we'll see right. And on Facebook, we had a billion people respond. Mm-hmm. Um, we can quickly go through it if you want. Okay. Salvador says Armageddon, Titanic, Twilight, and Independence Day. <laughs> yeah. Um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good ones. Uh huh. Tracy said she didn't like Inception. Uh, yeah, I was
1: especially proud that, that Tracy would bring up Inception because it was like the, the, these are bold that, moves, that, you know.
0: Definitely. Awesome. Um, Debbie said the Sound of Music. Yeah. which I haven't even seen and I hate. I, so. Okay, well, see, I took umbrage with everybody on this one <laughs> because I love The Sound of Music, as you know. I know. Yeah. We, you like musicals. Uh-huh. Alan said Home Alone. <laughs> I was the perfect age for Home Alone, so uh-huh. I, I, I I totally disagree. Yeah, um, yeah. I was done with Home but Alone. But he says it was basically if the Three Stooges had modern special effects, and maybe he doesn't like the Stooges. That's, I love the Stooges. Well, well, of course, yeah. Uh, Tim said Avatar. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's a good one. Yeah. Laura says Tron. I'm the original, I'm I'm sure. Yeah, David says no. That's in my top three. Um, <laughs> right. But how about Gone with the Wind or Miracle on 34th Street? You know what? Gone with the Wind,
1: especially. Mm-hmm. Um, like. If anyone has four hours to spend, like, you should probably watch football or go outside. (laughs) Don't watch Gone with the Wind. Watch Seven Samurai*. Yes, or, (laughs) exactly, or Shogun or something. Yeah, do something productive.
0: Grant says, Mad Max Fury Road. Whew, man. Wow. I disagree with you. Exactly. Sorry, Grant, but thanks for being honest, man, for real. that's what we were after. Yep. Uh, David says, Hacksaw Ridge. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of that one. Right. Um, and Jesse says, uh, animal house. No, that's what I said, Mm. but, but he doesn't, he agrees. I think I don't think he likes animal house. Right. That's my pick animal house. Dave, Uh, what's one you hate? Uh, well, Jesse had brought up
1: the graduate, which I think was the last one. The, the, the one that I, I can't remember exactly what I was thinking of. Like the ones I hate, I tend to agree with most critics on most things. Yeah. um, Unfortunately, I, don't, I don't have one that that could really be a good answer for this uh, other than blade runner,
0: which we did. Yeah, that's true. So go back and listen to that if you mm-hmm. want. Right. <laughs> Thanks for all the responses. That was long winded. I think we might have to start cutting out all the responses. Like maybe just do a few. Mm. And out there, guys, if you want to see it all, you know, go to our Facebook page or True. Twitter or all right. that, man. You'll get, be right in the fold there. Right. right. And and you'll see it all. But yes. we, we got to cut down our runtime a little, so we can't keep reading all your awesome responses. I'm sorry. Yes. But uh, keep them coming. They're so great. I know. We, um, we we love it. Yeah. And we got a good question this week, I think too. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, now let's get into the double feature, the creature feature. Dave. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> creep show and creep show too. So why don't you give a, a little synopsis overview, okay, of both films? So the, the, these are
1: um, like it's it's based on like EC Comics from the 1950s, um, the, the the stuff that George Romero and Stephen King grew up on, um, and like the AC Comics I believe gave birth to like Mad Magazine too. That was all kind of related. Oh, yeah? Um, and it was, it was stuff that kids were reading in the fifties that was kind of like almost, um, like, like it almost got banned, I guess there there was a lot of like parents groups and, and even the government who was trying to shut it down because it was like poisoning the youth. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was kind of what we see in these movies, just like tales of, of ribald horror, um, Mm -hmm. that, that, little kids shouldn't be reading. And, um, everything we see in the movie is like, very Stephen King, George Romero esque. I mean, like if you're mm-hmm. familiar with their work, you, you you know what you're in for. It's it's kind of comedies about horror. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, like these horror stories that 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 are meant to scare you, but if you're
0: in the right frame of mind, can also make you laugh really right. hard. They're like little fun, scary yep. tales. That's right. These are campfire tales, basically yes, you exactly. could say. Yeah. Um but yeah, you got Stephen King and George Romero, so you're definitely gonna get uh, some frightful stuff yes. mixed in there. Yes. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have some experience
1: with, like, the, the when Creepshow was released, there was also a graphic novel that was like a tie-in.
0: Uh-huh. It. Yeah. Creepshow and... was in 1982. Uh-huh. And the sequel was 87. That's right. Just so that's out there.
1: Yeah. And in 82, when the graphic novel was released with the, 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 the movie, I actually saw the graphic. I, I read the graphic novel before I saw the movie because I wasn't allowed to see the movie. Oh, Because I was way wow. too young.
0: Oh, Dude, yeah, I grew up on this movie. Oh, my dad okay. had it. I think he taped it on HBO or oh, something, dude. Man. And I grew up watching Creepshow one.
1: See, I should have. I, God, I should have. We should have been <laughs> brothers. I mean, cause, 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 <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. We're gonna. There's five segments in the first movie and three in the second movie, uh-huh. and each movie is tied together with like a framing device of this kid, little Billy, like yep. going through. Uh, a, a little event. Yes. So yes. We're gonna go through all of these, and then we'll rank them at the end. Mm-hmm. The first one opens with this intro of a, a, a father yelling at his son. Yeah, this Tom is little Atkins. Yeah, he's yelling at little Billy, uh-huh. as he we will call him. <laughs> That's actually his character, Billy, I think. Yes. And um, he finds his son reading this creep show magazine that Dave just had spoken about. Yes. Um, which is almost a character in both movies, isn't that Yes, crazy? I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he finds him reading this garbage and smacks him across the face, and the wife can't do anything about it. Uh-huh. Uh, and he throws it out in the trash, and Billy's upset, and the father just drinks his beer and, you know, yells at his wife again, and... <laughs> He's taking care of business. It's
1: Tom Atkins (laughs) in the 80s was like Christopher McDonald in the 90s. Exactly. I was going to say that. I mean, dude. (laughs) I literally was going to say that. Oh,
0: my God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're the same dude. Uh A big, imposing, gross dad in suburbia who knows nothing
0: about nothing. Yep. You know, he's almost a Brian Dennehy. Yes, yeah. he is. I mean, uh-huh. like,
1: like just the, a, a guy who will smack you and then <laughs> yes. want a beer afterwards. Yep. And he thinks he's a he thinks he's a good guy. <laughs> thinks he's just a normal, everyday uh-huh. you know Joe. But he's really a, a piece
0: of shit who should never have been born. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So uh, this creepy music starts playing, and the storm starts a brewing. And Billy's smiling and looking out the window. And it cuts to the window, and there's this fucking like skeleton corpse ghoul thing yes. out there which scared the shit out of me as a kid, man. I imagine so, yeah. And it's still creepy looking. Mm-hmm. This re- this rewatch is still creepy I and know. this music is so ominous. I love it. <laughs> right. Uh and then uh the skeleton turns into a cartoon, flies away and then we get credits for the creep show. Yeah. Um and it shows little like like the graphic novel. It shows mm-hmm. like l- frames of that panels from like the comic like, book, yeah, showing us here's what's coming up. Yep. And then uh after that, it leads into Father's Day, yeah. which is the first segment. Right
1: so father's day this is a segment in which um like there's a woman named bedelia who apparently was uh, emotionally abused by her uh tycoon father um and he's been uh he's been dead for a little while and um because she killed him yep you know uh seven years prior uh after after just like one too many you know um Oh, yeah. Calling her a bitch and saying she just wants his
0: money. Yes. And she's the only one in the family taking care of him Mm -hmm. and doesn't appreciate her. Right. She's fed up. Yep. And he even had a hand in the death of her, uh, what was going to be her husband. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And what, we learn all this through, you know, a group of wasps talking about <laughs> yes. about what happened. Oh, man, these wasps. Yeah. I, I, I just, you, you know, Ed man, Harris is firmly planted in the middle of them. God, Ed uh, Harris. Yeah, Ed With Harris hair. in this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harry Ed Harris is in this. Um, he married into the family, I guess. Yeah. And uh, so they're here on Father's Day waiting for Bedelia to show up. She doesn't show up because she stopped at the grave to, you know, yell at her father more. Right. And uh, she's drinking whiskey, and she, she drops it, and she starts to leave. And then what do you know? The father comes out of the grave.
1: He's reanimated by... By whiskey. Jack Daniels. Yes. I
0: guess. Yes. <laughs> I always <laughs> thought that triggered him to come out. I, but I, I still th- think it does. Does it? Yeah. No, I don't think it does. Okay. I think it just happens. <laughs> okay, it's not magic whiskey. And like like we said, this these are short and sweet tales of terror. Uh-huh. There's really not any reason to like why these things are happening. Oh, no. They just happen, you know? Exactly. And also, too, we
1: should probably say at the top, like, like th- these aren't three-dimensional characters in any of these No, stories. no.
0: This is just... short sweet yes. sketches basically everybody's a type yeah and um so the hand comes out of the ground with a very carrie-esque jump scare yeah there. that's right stephen king mm-hmm. definitely yep um and he kills her mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if he chokes her I he forget does what choke happens. her he
1: strangles her um he, he, and yep. and now he's uh you know a revenant <laughs> ghost uh, <laughs> he comes out he wants his cake he yes says. oh man yeah so we where's keep flashing back cake? to where's my cake yep. and it's this disgusting old man who who's just like f- you know flinging you know obscenities and 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 uh you know misogynist rants that he's uh-huh. going on while while poor vivical infors mm-hmm. bedelia is in the kitchen the only one taking care of this this disgusting old coot mm-hmm. um and you know f- when she kills him uh-huh. in the flashback it's pretty sweet it's great you know i mean it's a really good head she Crack. Yeah, just brains him with it, mm-hmm. and we see it happen. And like he he goes down
0: in a heap, and there's just blood on on mm-hmm. his face, and it's a pretty good death. And what I love is the movie keeps that graphic novel tone. Mm-hmm. It, it like. Instead of the picture being full frame, right. like it'll have comic book paneling like around I the, the p- image. It, yeah, it's pretty cool. And it even like like Batman effects like pow, you know, kind of yeah, it, n- not quite like not like, literally bubbles. like right. things like yeah. that, but yeah, that's what it looks like. Right, like this comic book stuff is going on. Yes, which is really cool and adds this really nice like taste to it. Of course, like you feel like you're reading this pulpy novel. Here. I know it's awesome. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I really like it. And the colors change when like. Yes. The the horror starts. Like you get it's very Suspiria. It's these red right. and blues. You're right. Like the lighting just changes to this like stark color. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. The the they're they're definitely lighting it
1: with like just a red at some point. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, and, and it is it is very duri in some moments. And, yeah. and it'll
0: cut like just to like like when the guy gets his head smashed, it'll just cut to him. Like I guess in front of a green screen mm-hmm. or something like going, Ahh! oh yeah, and like exactly. screaming yes. in terror. Yes, and it's just like framed with this comic book border uh-huh. and like red and blue lights on them. <laughs> it's cool. It's it's it, awesome. It's actually and if you picture if you've seen Vertigo, there, there,
1: there's moments. Yeah, yeah. it's Vertigo, yeah. man. Yeah. With, with like where where Jimmy Stewart is like up against that that like you said that that rear screen right uh, weirdness that, that's like some of a pinwheel yeah. effect. That's exactly so what's cool, happened. Man. It's totally yeah.
0: Hitchcocky. Yep, which fits perfectly into this kind of stuff. I love it. So then, uh, they can't find Bedelia. Uh, Ed Harris goes out for a smoke, and then (laughs) he walks to the grave, I guess, to find her. And the grave's empty. Um, (laughs) He falls in. How does he fall in? It's so weird. It's really
1: dumb. Ed Harris's death is so inexplicable in this movie (laughs) because, uh, first, you know, it leading up to him going out for a smoke, he's like him and his girl him and his wife uh Cass. oh yeah they're they're dance i mean he's dancing like mallory knox in this movie <laughs> and, and, and just try to picture ed harris fast dancing sexy wise yeah i mean it, it's, it's really bizarre knowing what we know about him you know and what
0: we've seen in other roles and he's really uneasy around this family yeah it, he, he reminds me of get out it's like get out and you're right you know? it it is was like- <laughs> oh god he's yes. like he doesn't want to be around these exactly. people exactly <laughs> yes he's not welcome certainly <laughs> uh it's really good
1: <laughs> but yeah and when, when he does die he, he just he falls into where where bedelia was killed and the 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 top part of the tombstone it's it's sort of a pillar
0: thing it's it's teetering yeah, it's, it's one of those pillars yeah and yeah, like, cause the corpse is up at up top. He's doing a Palpatine, and he's like, yes, his arms are is. out. And he's using the Force to move. He, this completely, thing. he is using Force magic to move. The tombstone this thing. falls and crushes Ed Harris's uh-huh. head, and Ed Harris doesn't believe it. You know, <laughs> whatever. But <laughs> <Well>, he's dead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, I mean, this is all real quick. Yeah. All this stuff, it's like sixty seconds between each death. Mm-hmm. It's great. I know. Um. So then they're inside. You know, Ed Harris's wife played by Elizabeth Regan, I think. Yeah. And her brother uh, are the last two in there. Yes. And, and they're like, fine, let's go find them or whatever. Um, or no, 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 no. The mother is in there first. The well, mother goes to look for The old lady or, that Yeah, the old yeah. lady goes yeah. and uh, walks into the kitchen, and the maid has been murdered. Uh-huh. And then she turns around, and the the, the ghoul is there, and uh-huh. he says, like, I want my cake. And he, he fucking <laughs> twists her head 180. Oh, God. Get Steven Seagal here, yes, hard. I know it's a gross neck break. It's cool, yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then the brother and sister are like, "Well, where's Mummy uh-huh. or whatever?" Yes, <laughs> whatever they say. And then they go into the kitchen, and out comes the creep from the kitchen carrying like. A, a party tray with the head on it yes. with birthday candles with the head of the old lady the old lady's head and yeah. says I got my cake uh-huh. and they scream in horror and then the the vertigo stuff happens exactly and, <laughs> and,
1: and, and, and that's, that's the end and that's the end of it we don't even get to see their death because we know what's coming for them
0: exactly and that's a this is what we were talking about it's like the comedy yeah of it yeah it's like that's not an ending to a story <laughs> it's not an ending no and, and you're, <laughs> you're right just like Haha ha, look, he got his cake. Right. There you go. I guess it's the ending to his story. It is an ending Yeah, that that's true. And and you can
1: you can even like like throw stones at it as far as like I think that the morality of this story is all messed up. Uh huh. Because why why is there like justice for this guy? You know, like, I like, know. Why, why is Bedelia murdered? It's
0: creep show. <laughs> I
1: guess the villains just get over at all times. You mm-hmm. know, Vivica. I mean, Vivica Linforce should be the the triumphant one at the end of this thing, but instead, she's killed in the first scene, and her aunt's head is served by the asshole <laughs> to the effet jerk and Ed Harris's wife. Well, that's what you get with this kind of stuff.
0: I, I, yeah, you're you right. Know, you know what you're signing on for? This with, 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 with creep show. I'm trying to think of ones with happy endings. <laughs> you know there's not (laughs) there's not one of them no um all right so up next is uh
1: the lonesome death of geordie verrill right the lonesome death of geordie verrill this features stephen king in his first movie role Uh uh-huh um he plays the titular Jordy verrill he's like a sort of a i guess a hayseed who lives out in the in the sticks yeah he's some farmer redneck guy out in the middle yep and he um uh, 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 a meteor crashes into Earth and uh, it goes into a hole in his on his on his property there and and he like is fascinated by it. He wants to take it and sell it to the college for two hundred
0: bucks to pay off his bank loan. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> he has these fantasy sequences like, oh, I can take that to the college and get money. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, it like you know goes like yes. dissolves into the college and there's a door that opens that says Department of Meteors. <laughs> Which I think is perfect because this guy, like he's like he's not an intelligent dude. He's a child. He yes. is a man yeah. child. He's living alone because his dad died a couple years ago, uh-huh. which we find out a little later. But yeah, this guy can't take care of himself. He doesn't know how the real world works. Right. And he's imagining I can get and like in the sequence, he's like, I want money for the meter, and the guy's like, I'll give you fifty dollars. And he's just like, I'll take two hundred and no less.
1: He's fantasizing like, about you $200 playing dollars two hundred bucks. <laughs> God, he thinks he's big time asking for two hundred bucks. Uh huh. And yeah. he's even fantasizing. It's about like the an oh lucky man
0: when he's negotiating. Like I want fifty dollars to <laughs> for you to have uncontrolled experiments on my body. He's <laughs> negotiating for fifty bucks. Like it, it's it's so stupid. I it know. shows how like dumb uh-huh. he is. Of course. Um, and what, when the meteor crashes, he goes, that's a meteor. I'd be dipped in shit if it ain't a meteor. <laughs> My favorite line in the whole <laughs> fucking movie. <laughs> yes. I'd be dipped in shit. The
1: dipped in shit line is pretty great. Yeah, Holy <laughs> old Jesus. <laughs> and uh, the, the, there's a problem, though, with all of this. Uh-huh. Is that, like, you know, we, we said that the, the title, of course, is The Lonesome Death of Veryl. Um And what transpires after all the comedy is we get like sort of Cronenberg body horror. Yeah. Uh, a light version of it, certainly. But um but still, um, because he touches the meteor and it burns him, mm-hmm. but it also like leaves these little welts in his fingers which turn into, you know, uh just weird vegetation. Yeah that, like, like this overtakes green, him.
0: This green, like grass kind of spider web ish kind of stuff yes. is growing. It's a very it's an alien Life form or right. something that's like a moss growing all over the place. Yes. Um, and and I used to call this the Moss Man. Like when oh, I was younger, yeah, of course. like right, when I right. watch it, I called the Moss Man. Uh huh. So the story is basically him throughout the night. He becomes more and more covered in moss. Yeah. And he he doesn't know what to do, and he's freaking out, and he's having more of these kind of sequences of you know fantasizing he's like oh man i broke the meteor and now like he's fantasizing about the meteor guy saying i ain't buying a broken meteor yes and, yes which no one would ever say <laughs> and then like he's like oh no i'm gonna have to cut my fingers off and he fantasizes like he's at the doctor and it's the same meteor guy yeah. but he's the doctor now and yes. he's like we're gonna have to amputate and he's uh-huh. having these sequences in his mind play out like oh shit jordy you fucked up good <laughs> Um, and it just gets worse and worse. And he just tries to drink his problems away. Yes. He finds the vodka. He's like, I knew you were in here somewhere. Yeah. You knew exactly where it was, it, Jordy. You Jordy knew always exactly knows where the vodka's at. Right. And he pours it into his orange juice. He makes a big old fucking screwdriver <laughs> yeah. and chugs it uh-huh. and says, I needed that. <laughs> <Thank> God. <laughs> and he sits on the TV. He sits there and watches TV like everything is gonna go away. He's watching Bob Backlund versus Sika. Yeah, and, he's and, watching this you know, wrestling match.
1: <laughs> and and also like he has a, a, a he decides when he, when he decides to call the doctor and he and he thinks better of it because the doctor's gonna use a meat cleaver on him with mm-hmm. no anesthetic apparently. Yeah. Um. He also then has like a fantasy where his dad
0: is yelling at him for 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 being you know a, he, he, a lunk. Right. He's gonna jump in the bathtub to like soothe his itchies yes you know he's yes. itching all over the body uh-huh. because this moss is going everywhere he even takes off his clothes to get in the tub and he's like oh no not there yes because we know, you know his you know his balls got <laughs> it exactly. all over there that's right his pubes are now moss <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the dad in the sequence in in the fantasy is played by the same guy who was the doctor
0: oh is it yeah i didn't the same know that dude, okay just in, without a, a beard so that's definitely psychological stuff going yes. on with Jordy verrill yes. here you know um, and he ends up getting in the tub, mm-hmm. and his father's warned him it's going to make it worse, and yep. he still does it. Yep. And you hear him say, oh, that feels good. Yes. And then it cuts, and he's like, pretty much covered entirely. Right. He his body is Sasquatch. covered. Yeah. yeah. And it, the whole time, the, the moss from the meteor out, out on the, the grass outside has been encroaching on his house, basically, right. and spreading over the whole plain, mm-hmm. the whole area. Right. Um, it keeps going out farther and farther. And then uh, you, it cuts to the, like the morning, and the TV's still on. There's the vodka bottles on the floor. Uh, he's nowhere to be seen, and it f- cuts. I don't know if it pans or what, but it, you find him in the corner, mm-hmm. basically covered head to toe. He looks like a grimace, you know, a green yes. grimace. Yes. Uh It's not like scary too much, but no. it's kind of disturbing. It's like man, he's completely covered, and he can't do anything about it. That's what body horror does to you. It's yep. just you, you just sort of imagining your imagining these things happening to you and that and that's mm-hmm. what makes you scared. He's just in a heap in the corner right. and he grabs a shotgun and puts it in his mouth yep. and I think he says please god just let me be lucky this one time right. and he shoots his, blows his head off. Yeah. Um uh, there's your happy ending. Oh, we, in god. in a,
1: in a, in, a <laughs> in a very childish story and in, in a very in like like horror comedy like for it to end with someone
0: like just sucking on the end of a shotgun man Uh it's it's like god damn but then after this you the best part of it is at the end there's a news report on the tv calling for rain Mm -hmm. and we all know water must have made this way worse right right um and i wrote down exactly what the forecast guy says he says And you see the green stuff kind of moving out onto the highway and, like, farther away. It's going to overtake the whole town It's going to take the whole town. And the newscast says, Castle County will turn so green over the next month that it's almost miraculous. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be green Uh, with this outer space shit. Exactly. Yeah. The The, whole world could be fucked. Who knows?
1: The world is ending
0: because of, you know, Jordy Verrill's, you know, (laughs) shenanigans. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I really like this one a lot. Okay. I really like it. Cool. I don't think it's my favorite one, but I really like it. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do we have next? Next is something to tide you over. Here we go. <laughs> oh, this is a good one.
1: Yeah, I, I something to tide you over. So, uh, Lieutenant this,
0: Frank Drebin. Yes,
1: Lieutenant <laughs> Frank Drebin. <laughs> it's Leslie Nielsen, uh-huh. uh, Ted Danson, and Galen Ross. Uh huh. Like it, Leslie Nielsen is um he, he's a, a rich man who has a, a younger wife, and the younger wife is cheating on him with Ted Danson. And he figures it out, and he decides to take revenge. Yep. And he goes to Ted Danson's house to tell him, you know, um, I, I'm I know about the affair, uh, and I've I've done something to uh, to Galen Ross, and you know, you need to come with me yep. to see this. And it is the most diabolical revenge plot probably I've ever seen in a movie. It's pretty crazy. Yes, um, and Leslie Nielsen in this scene, I mean, in this story, is just like so over the top insane.
0: Yeah. Um, and to, to, i think his performance is fantastic he, he's great he's really effective yeah. mm-hmm.
1: as this as this asshole rich guy yep uh, because he's he's Leslie Nielsen in 1982, so he's still like super handsome. He's got that gorgeous white hair, yep. and he walks around with like a martini in his hand, and and you know clink 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 yep. with, with you hear the ice cubes <laughs> and everything, and and he's he's like really
0: well dressed, and it's like he's, he's got wearing this... a sweater vest while he's pointing a gun at Ted Danson, oh, like he man. is debonair. I, I, he, you're right, debonair <laughs> is the word. Right, <laughs> he's a dashing like, guy. He's like a a James Bond type looking dude. Yes, and, absolutely, this, uh, man. Right. Right. Leslie
1: this is and this even the revenge itself is like elaborate bond villain
0: stuff. It is, yeah. Because um, he's uh, he buries them in the sand on the beach up to their head. Uh-huh. And they can't move and he's going to have the tide come in and just kill them. Oh. And he sets up a TV monitor so that Ted Danson can watch, you know, his love die. Uh, on the other side of the beach, because he—that's that, how he gets Ted
1: Danson over to his property—is mm-hmm. he tells him, you know, I'm going to do something to Galen Ross if you don't do this. And, and when he gets there, he tells Ted, "There's a, there's a hole already dug on the beach for Ted Danson," and he says, "Get in the hole." He's he's holding him at gunpoint, and he and he tells him, you know, uh, now start burying yourself. Mm-hmm. And after he does bury himself, he then like shows. Uh, Leslie Nielsen shows Ted Danson the footage of Ga- of this happening to Galen Ross. Right, it's a live before. feed, actually. Oh, is yeah, sorry, I, I think that's, he says yeah. it's a live okay, feed. That's right. Um, yeah. So she's being killed on another part of the beach somewhere. Yeah. And this same thing is going to happen to Ted Danson. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna just it's just your your head is out of the ground, the rest of you is buried, and the tide is going to drown you.
0: Yeah. And then Leslie Nielsen goes back to his you know big old chateau on yeah. the beach. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, He's watching the live feed of both of them drowning, basically, and <laughs> and he's just loving he's, it. He's like got a drink, you yeah. know. He's just chilling there, yep. watching it. Yep. And and Ted Danson looks at the camera and he's like, "I'm gonna get you, Richard. Yes, I'm gonna get you, Richard. Yes." Um, as the tides like smashing him in the face, <laughs> and I love it. Leslie Nielsen says, "Don't hold your breath, Harry. Don't oh. hold your breath." <laughs> oh God, it's great. <laughs> and then it cuts to a great shot of Ted Danson. Underwater, submerged. His I head know. is submerged. It's yeah. like one of these vertigo shots. Yeah, it is. And the the red lights behind his right. head. Oh, and this glow underwater with Ted Danson's hair kind of flowing. Yes. and the bubbles coming out of his mouth. Right, and just oh, it's so good because it's sort of sort of like deliberately artificial.
1: It is. It's very know? stylized. Right. Oh. But it's great. Yes, it's it's so cool because, yeah, just imagine Ted's, Ted Danson's head in a fish tank and you've got That's it. what it looks like. It's in yeah. a fish
0: tank. And it might have that comic paneling. I can't right. remember, but it's like, God, that's good. It's that a cool thing. That is a thing. good
1: image. And before we talk about the ending, I'd just like to say that if I was ever Ted Danson in this situation or Galen Ross, uh-huh. if you tell me to get in that <laughs> hole, I'm not getting in that You're gonna hole. You're going to have to shoot me. You're going to have to shoot me. <laughs> And I'm gonna try to use that shovel to like brain you, um, to 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 immobilize you some way. Uh huh. Um, I'm not getting in that hole, and I'm not burying myself. It's just not gonna happen. And also too, if I'm ever, if I'm ever cuck someone, <laughs> and they tell me that they want they want to take a ride with me, I'm not going. <laughs> okay. D- d- I'm just not. Go- that's the only smart play is to go. Look, man, you got me. Okay. Now what do you want? You know, uh-huh. if you want to kill me, kill me now. But but I'm not going through this elaborate death. Okay.
0: You know, that's <laughs> Listeners, all. remember this. Yes. <laughs> so then uh, the the night's over and Ted Danson and everybody dies, I guess. Uh-huh. Leslie Nielsen goes out to find their corpses to dispose of them, I guess, and they're gone. He says, the tide must have taken them out. Uh-huh. Less clean up for me. Ha-ha. <laughs> or whatever. Yes. And he goes back and he takes a shower and he gets another drink and all that and, uh, he starts hearing sounds and seeing shadows move. And he's he's like, all right, I'm just freaking out. Mm-hmm. I'm just freaking out. The tide took him out. It's not, it's not him. Right. Um, it's not Harry. That's his name. Yeah. Ted Danson is Harry. Um, and then eventually it gets worse and worse. He keeps hearing more things and he gets his gun out. And he's like, Harry, is that you? <laughs> and you see, like, uh, shots of these, like, corpse's legs walking it's two pair Uh you know it's a woman's legs and a man's legs yeah Uh (laughs) and they come closer and closer to him and he opens his door and then right there is the the bloated watery corpses of you know harry and becky exactly ready to get him.
1: and 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 it's and it's really good zombie effects um it looks i don't like it too much i like it quite a bit
0: it's okay okay It, it looks good it's a good take on yeah this is what a, a a waterlogged corpse might look like. I right, guess. Right. Uh, I guess what I don't like about it is just how they're just coming towards them and saying, "You know, come with us." I uh-huh, don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's just it's a little too cheesy. Okay. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be cheesy. It's a creep show. So yeah. It's a creep show. But it doesn't work for me too much. No, I liked and, it more when I was younger, but rewatching it, I didn't like it as much. I I don't like them because they're scary. I I, I know I know how it's like designed.
1: I, I just like looking at Galen Ross and Ted Danson as bloated, desiccated ground <laughs> corpses. I don't I, I just don't know why. I think that's cool. And I I mean, <laughs> and, and right, the way yeah. they, the, the way they have these weird powers, like because like you know, Leslie Nielsen oh, runs God, away they do from a, them. They do it. Jason Voorhees they completely, Teleport completely. Completely. <laughs> I mean, like he's he he goes into his bathroom to and like treats it as like a a panic room Uh and he's like oh thank god thank god and he turns around and they're standing behind him in the bathroom where they were just (laughs) in the hallway and you don't know how they got there but i guess they're 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 from they're risen corpses so i guess they have powers
0: yeah like we said i mean um, in father's day they use the force they do it doesn't matter there are no rules in the creep show (laughs) it doesn't matter so yeah um and he shoots them you know in the face and blood just kind of comes out it's a really good effect yeah like it's just like ooh, that's Pretty gross. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good, like the, the creature effects are good in this movie,
1: right? I I think they're great. It's, I mean, I I think it's Tom Savini or his team. Is it? So okay. you, you're you're getting high class stuff.
0: It's pretty good, and then it it cuts to Leslie Nielsen up to his neck on the beach yep. with waves hitting. Them. Yep, and uh, he's he's. Uh Saying he's going to hold his breath, I guess. And
1: he's kind of hysterical at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, in a, it, when, when they when they creep up on him in the bathroom, he has a really great moment where he's like, he's half laughing and also half screaming in terror. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, and it's it's just really good. It's a really good performance in that moment by Leslie Nielsen. And uh-huh. when they've got him on the beach buried up to his neck, he, he's saying he's going to defeat this. <laughs> and, <laughs> right, yeah. You know, he's got no chance. No one does. And
0: then I think it also does like the vertigo thing to yes. him at that point, maybe. Yes. Um, pretty good mm-hmm. and that's that's the end he's right. uh he's buried up there getting the tide in his face that's right there's your revenge <laughs> this could be a happy ending because the good guys win it's, in the it's, end it's one of the happier
1: endings in in, <laughs> the, in the, Jesus the sagas Christ. Yes. <laughs> right yes <laughs> right i know <laughs> it's so fucked up this but, is yeah. one of the happiest endings <laughs> jeez i know Huh. The the most horrible thing you can ever imagine happening to any person. And and it's yeah, this it, is this is like This you is know, the good ending. This is America's sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> <You have> Ted <to laughs> <the> Dancing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and he, he's taking up the handsome factor in this, too, by the way. It's not just oh, Leslie oh, Nielsen. Yeah, I I, I misspoke
1: <laughs> earlier, certainly. This is 1982 Ted Danson as well with that floppy Ooh, hair. Oh, man, yeah. and that chin. Oh, man. That jaw. <laughs> it's like Zach Morris all over. It's he should have just great. hit Leslie Nielsen with his jaw. He could have done it.
0: And, you know, I know, just swung his head around and that guy's dead. Leslie probably has this, like, handsomeness shield around, <laughs> like a, an aura. Yeah, It probably would have just bounced right off. Maybe so. <laughs> I want to see this happen.
1: I know. Oh, anyway, man. yeah.
0: The next one is the crate. Yeah, the
1: crate. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a, a a sort of a a, a sasquatch creature uh, that, that's that's in this crate underneath um, a college, yeah. uh, in a staircase, and no one knows it's there. It was it was put there in 1834. We're told, and a janitor loses his quarter, goes in there, and finds it, and uh, alerts. Uh, a professor he knows, played by Fritz Weaver. So we we go, uh, and then it turns out there's also Fritz Weaver has a friend, a colleague professor named played by Hal Holbrook, mm-hmm. who is married to th- the <laughs> most impossible character, I, 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 Adrian Barbeau plays uh-huh. her. It's a it's a really like cartoonishly
0: obnoxious woman. Yeah, she's just belittling mm-hmm. Hal Holbrook the whole time. Yes. What would you do without me? Is uh-huh. what she says the right. whole sketch yes which is the point of it right um what would you do without me uh-huh and how holbert keeps having these fantasy sequences like they're at a party and they're schmoozing with all the you know the the Academia. professors right. and whatever yeah. and uh she's talking down about them to everybody like right. oh i gotta take care of them and she's like what are you doing over there she's just a drunk loud mouth yes embarrassing herself and making a fool of her husband all the time and Hal Holbrook doesn't want to deal with it anymore he,
1: he's he's fed up and he, he's never done anything about it he's never said a cross word to her uh-huh. even, even when she's done this to him for all this time and she's also sporting the world's worst hairdo
0: Oh, yeah, it's nice. It's male nice or perm. female.
1: I mean, it's horrible. <laughs> I, I, I have never. St- I kind of like it. <laughs> oh, God, dude, it's cool. It looks like a standard poodle and, and and it didn't look good in any decade. I don't care. I like it because it it screams to me 1982. <laughs> That's, why, yeah, I like of, of, That's why I like it. That's why I like it. Because probably, it probably was hours in a beauty parlor right, to, this, to get that effect. This is, this is disco queen 10 years too late. I know. You know? <laughs> I know. But like, but like. Mama LaRusso has this hair. Oh my you god, know, yeah. B- but it's but it looks better. It's not as, you know, poofed out. It's, it's not. not as poodly, you right, know. It exactly. still kinda hangs it, a little It still looks like like a regular person. I mean, like <laughs> Adrian Barbeau in this movie. I mean, good lord, this hair dude. I you hate think John it. John so Carpenter
0: likes it that way. Is that why she does it? <laughs> yes.
1: It must it must it must do something for John. Johnny Boy likes yes.
0: it. Yes. <laughs> um and what, my favorite fantasy sequence is like He pulls out a gun and shoots her in front of everyone at the party. Yeah. Right in the forehead. And everyone just starts clapping. I know. And one guy's like, "Hell of a shot!" <laughs> and another person goes, "Bullseye!" Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's so his good. his
1: fantasies about killing her are yeah. pretty cool, and that one in particular, where all the party guests give him a golf clap. Well, because you know, everyone at the party wants her to shut her yap. That that one lady, <laughs> like she introduced herself as name as Tabitha, like she is just staring at Adrian Barbeau with like this look of menace. <laughs> by the end of the party, like I can't believe you don't shut up.
0: Uh huh. So. The crate is under the stairs, and and now we see, you know, Dexter, who um, Dave said it's Uh, Fritz Fritz Weaver, Weaver. uh, gets the janitor there, and they pull out this crate to investigate it. Damn, this thing's, you know, 150 years old. Mm -hmm. we got to pull this thing out and see what's in it. Right. They open it, and uh, the janitor gets his arm pulled in. You see a a pair of eyes through the crack in the top of this crate. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, they're like creepy Yeti eyes, I guess. Yeah. And... uh. The janitor is an idiot and puts his hand in there. I see something moving. Let me stick my hand. Reaches his whole arm into a crate where he <laughs> yes! saw yellow eyes glowing. <laughs> I know. It's Creepshow. What the fuck are you doing? It's Creepshow. It's Creep Show. <laughs> oh, You're right. That's all you got to say. Yes. <laughs> and so, like, you know, of course, he gets bitten. And uh, he's laying there on the floor with his arm in the crate. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, Dex is like, oh, my God, freaking out because there's blood. And, you know, what's going on? Uh, and then the Yeti pulls his whole body into the crate and blood comes out and you know Dex runs out screaming oh Uh my god there's blood everywhere he's hysterical like (laughs)
1: and and, you know if you know
0: Fritz Weaver I mean just the the, he's got this
1: really great way of of like of like um showing hysteria Uh uh-huh he's just like he's
0: he you you ever seen like a little kid who's crying and they're trying to talk (laughs) yeah Uh yeah it's it's like that gasping and you can't speak you know and yeah, so he runs upstairs, and there's another, I guess, professor there, an undergrad, or it's a, somebody. It's a kid, yeah. Like yeah. A, this guy's supposed to be a student,
1: and he looks like he's the same age as Fritz Weaver. <laughs> it's a guy, Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, he's a real
0: dick. So he's telling Charlie what happened. Oh, there's this beast in a crate, and it ate him, and the, the, Charlie's... I give Charlie credit. He's like, dude, you sound crazy. Yeah. We're not going to security. I don't believe you. What do you think they're going to do? <laughs> Good thinking, Charlie. <laughs> okay, no, you, you're right. right. Yeah. You're right. Charlie is being logical, but I still... But then... Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Charlie goes down... Right. ...and gets eaten. Yes.
0: Because he, he does the same thing the janitor does. He wants to get a closer look. Uh-huh. And, and there's really good tension here because there's a the flashlight kind of under the steps. They go back down, right. and the creature has pushed the crate back under the staircase where it's comfortable. Yes. Uh, which yes. I like. That's a cool thing. That's cool. And the flashlight's right there under the staircase, right towards the entrance. And, you know, Charlie, it's good. It's very tense. He's trying to get the flashlight very slow, very Mm -hmm. careful. Here's a shot of the flashlight. A shot of Charlie. A shot of the flashlight. Is it going to get him? (laughs) He gets the flashlight. Uh, Tension breaks. And then he goes under the staircase. And the creature is not in the crate. It's hiding in the corner. And it eats Charlie. Right. It uh, takes a huge bite out of his neck, which looked great. (laughs) Uh, yeah, blood just, just ripped. stretching oh like, man ooh, yeah. it was gross
1: because because like most of the time when you have a, an effect like this in a movie it's it's definitely like a mannequin being being ripped apart by you know by whatever the creature is in this case you see the actor like actually going ah yeah he has and, like, and like a prosthetic on of, his, his neck prosthetic. and his
0: shoulder and it just oh, pull, and blood starts like spurting yep it's really good it's great
1: horror gore stuff it's, it's really it's good it's so cool
0: mm-hmm. um, so then Dex runs out hysterical again yep and he runs to Hal Holbrook's house to, you know, confide in him because yeah. they're best friends. Right. Um, so Hal Holbrook hears this story about how there's a beast under the steps. And he immediately puts sleeping pills in Fritz Weaver's whiskey and, and, and goes to the university, cleans everything up um, and, and tricks Adrian Barbeau into coming. It is.
1: I mean, he just makes the connections so quickly. I mean, yeah. like Fritz Weaver tells him the story, and he immediately goes, "This is a great way to kill my bitch wife. Finally, an easy uh-huh. way yes. to kill my wife." Yes. <laughs> I mean, what? Oh, is it? oh, it's an man. elaborate ruse! <laughs> <laughs> Only in, in a segment in Creep Show could this happen. And, I know, right? <laughs> and and like, and Adrian Barbeau comes, you know, comes home, finds a note. how Holbrook left. Goes to the school, and. You know, she doesn't.
0: Go ahead. Sorry. Hal hell tells her that Dex has a problem with young women now, yeah, and he's scared this one, and you got to come help get her out of the under the steps. And he knows how to get Adrian Barbeau. He's in the note. He says, "I need your help. What would I do without you?" Yes. And yes. she's like, "That's right." Uh huh. And she takes her glass of milk and whiskey, <laughs> and which she's still carrying she's when she gets to the college. Still has it when she gets to the college, <laughs> which is the best i love it it's a great I thing. i fucking love this it's the only note i highlighted for this segment she still has the glass of milk and whiskey in her hand when she's coming into the so, basement so weird. <laughs> i love it and then harry tells her oh she's under the steps you got to go under the steps and uh-huh. get her out And he can't wait any longer, so he starts pushing her in there. (laughs) Get in there, you bitch. Whatever he says to her. He calls her a bitch. And then uh, he's, like, banging her against the crate and, like, screaming, like, come on, wake up, wake up. Yeah. He wants the beast to come out and eat her. Yeah. And it doesn't happen. And uh, then she starts belittling him, like, oh, good job, Harry. Nice trick, Harry. Or whatever. I don't know if his name's Harry or not. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: Whatever How Holbrook's (laughs) name is. Yeah. Yeah, She's just, like, she's now she's really turning on the abuse. Yep. Like like she's and she's getting really she's cutting him really deep and mm-hmm. and he thinks he's actually licked at this point because he's just sort of sitting on his haunches watching his wife do this to him yep. again. Yep. And that's when the monster unexpectedly reaches out and grabs Adrian Barbeau. Uh-huh. Um and yeah, and she gets hers uh <laughs> <laughs> in a really horrible way. Eats her up. Yep. Um yep. And the, sort of the denouement of the thing is that like Hal Holbrook now has to clean up the, the evidence and he takes his wife and the remains of Charlie and the janitor in the crate, along with the monster who he's now locked in there safely, mm-hmm. and takes it to a quarry and pushes it in. Yep. Then he goes back and, you know, like uh back to his house where where, where Fritz Weaver is and, and they, they they clink glasses over a game of chess because all <laughs> their problems are solved.
0: Yep. And and Fritz <laughs> Weaver says what if it gets out, Henry? Uh-huh. Henry's his name. Henry, you're right. <laughs> yes. What if he gets out? And he's like, I pushed I chained him up real good and put us pushed him in the bottom of like he's 70 feet down, drowning. Yeah. And then the crate breaks and uh-huh. you see the beast swim out and you see the eyes again. It's the only piece of good justice
1: in this story, in my opinion. Uh huh. Because
0: they're all gonna get it now. they're
1: all going to get it he's going to come like the, the monster's going to make his way back to Carnegie Mellon University <laughs> right. and take out the entire staff of professors right. hopefully
0: there With, goes your tenure
1: exactly yeah no more <laughs> no, no package for you anymore Hal
0: Holbrook you're done um, yeah <laughs> it's pretty good and there's another great scene of tension when he's trying to lock up the crate again. Like it, he's got a, a new like master lock or whatever, and yeah. he's trying. He hooks the chain real slowly, uh-huh. and he's trying to be quiet, not to wake yes. the creature. Yes, and he he moves like the lock up through another like link of the chain, and it like clinks it real loud, and it like cuts real quick to his face. Like oh shit! Uh huh. It's really tense. It's a, stuff. Yeah, it's a cool thing. I love it. And then uh, he gets it through the the link, and he doesn't lock it yet, but it's. It's through the link and the creature's trying to get out of the crate with like this lock unlocked holding yes. it together just barely. Right. I love that part. It's so awesome. Yeah. The, I love it.
1: It's cool. The creature is stirring when the lock is still not quite secure. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it, good. It,
0: yeah, it's pretty cool. I like it a lot. Um
1: but that's it. Yep. Yeah. And uh yeah, and, and hopefully there's justice for Fritz Weaver and and, and and Hal Holbrook at some point with this monster, and then we move on. Uh-huh. Um, and finally we
0: get they're creeping up on you. Okay. This is where E.G. Marshall is uh, in like a, a clean room apartment. Yeah, and um, he's like some business empire figurehead, and he's like Howard Hughes kind yeah. of. he just got his fingers and everything. Yeah, and he, yeah. He, he's a billionaire, and yeah. uh, he hates everyone. He'll yes. step on anything to get to the top. All these bugs, he's right. calling them, and he's a germaphobe too. He's a germaphobe. Yep. yep. Um. So he keeps getting roaches in his apartment, and he's trying to get them out and spraying them, and he's calling the landlord and the janitor and mm-hmm. he's being really rude to everybody yes and, you know he, he's the kind of guy you don't want to get on your bad side i mean yes yeah you don't want to get on his bad side
1: because he's a powerful man who, who who is capable of just destroying you with with the flick of his pen uh-huh um and he's in this you know penthouse like scott said uh, you know in in new york and and um he's just walking around this this like sort of half home, half office thing that he's constructed. Mm-hmm. And he's taking calls from business partners and, and underlings. And he's being really abusive and rude to them. And mm-hmm. all the while, he's in, the, the place is hermetically sealed or so he thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, intensely clean, uh, stark white. And he's got like a, he's dressed like leather face, you know, <laughs> underneath a bathrobe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got like a leather apron on and stuff. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and he's got like, E.G. Marshall doesn't have his normal like dignified slicked back hair. It's this wild. It's almost a Doc Brown. It is. It's very Doc Brown Rick and Morty style. Uh Yep. And, um, like, and he's just a he's just a a a really. I mean, this is a take on a lot of you know like like secluded uh, billionaires like Uh like just living in their cavernous you know, um, houses and and you know ruling the world secretly. And this is some justice for all the people who have suffered under these Mm -hmm. people. Yep. Um,
0: and he gets justice in the form of cockroaches. Yeah. Oh, so the, the roaches keep coming and coming and can't get rid of them. Yeah. And uh, up the power goes out, which I guess affects his apartment somehow. Yeah. And all the roaches start flooding in. Uh, If you don't like bugs. Oh, man. You will not want to watch this
1: because this has real like Guatemalan hissing cockroaches in it. An yeah. army of them. Maybe talking.
0: Yeah, I I was gonna say thousands, but it could be millions. Yeah, they take. This is real cockroaches in this movie. Uh huh. Flooding this stark white apartment, (laughs) so you get that dirty brown turd color Uh cockroach (laughs) against this white backdrop. Yes, and it is disgusting. Oh, They're just swarming him. I know. At his feet on the walls, coming out of his food, coming out of his thing that's supposed to flush germs out. <laughs> like yeah. every orifice this place has. <laughs> roaches are going in. And oh. and eventually he goes into his bedroom, which is like a safe room, I yeah. guess. It's another sealed room within his sealed apartment. Yes. And he's like, You can't get me now. <laughs> yeah, right. It's oh. a creep show, dude. <laughs> Pulls his bed sheets over that are kind of moving. <laughs> pulls the sheets off and the bed is covered, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, so they get him. They just bring him down. Yeah. And like he's just overtaken he gets by covered. cockroaches, covered in roaches.
1: And when when the guy who he was rude to earlier, like uh, I guess the the it's superintendent the... of the building, yeah. the janitor, comes in finally to like do the repairs, oh. he walks in and the, the the place is pretty clean except. E.G. Marshall is in the back of the of the hermetically sealed bedroom, and he's just laying there with his mouth kind of open. Yeah. Uh, he's obviously dead, and a really oh. horrifying moment where the cockroaches,
0: yeah, they when they got him, they got him really good because they all went inside of him. Every single one of them went inside his body. And Ugh. now we get to see them come out, and they don't
1: all just exit through regular orifices. No, it's they—they they make their own way. They make their own path. They, they, they fucking alien out. chest burst yes. out of this dude. Yes,
0: it's gross. Like you—you you see a couple coming out of his mouth uh-huh. a little, and then more and more come out of his mouth. And you see stuff busting out of his neck, and and then it floods out of his chest. Ugh. Like it's a fucking swarm. Just blam! All the oh, it's disgusting. They ate him from the inside out. Um, yeah, we. So, like, it's like Lucio Fulci, except good. Yes, it is. It's, exactly. Yeah. It's good Lucio Fulci. Uh-huh. You're absolutely right. Yeah. We keep talking about Italian horror masters here. Sure. Like, this is better than them. I don't know if it's better than Dario Argento. Not Suspiria, at least. It's but as good as Dario Argento, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. But man, it's disgusting, and uh, that's the end,
1: right? <laughs> exactly, that's the end of Creep Show, and, and and you hope that this happens to all evil billionaires at some point.
0: Well, it's not the end of Creepshow, Show because then we get the outro with Little Billy. I'm sorry, you're right. Forgive me. Yes, um, it's the next uh... morning, and we catch up with Little Billy and his family here, uh-huh. and uh, the the trash men are coming to pick up the trash, and the one father... of them is Tom Savini. Oh, that's right. Yes, <laughs> and the father uh, had thrown out the magazine. They find the magazine. They're like, "Oh, cool! Look at this Creep Show thing. My kids love this stuff." Uh huh. And uh. <laughs> They find a voodoo doll order form that has been cut out. Yes. And then uh, it cuts to the dad eating his breakfast, you know, being a piece of shit to his (laughs) wife. And uh, he starts getting pains in his neck. And uh, you see little Billy upstairs with this ominous music hits. And he's putting needles through this voodoo doll's neck. (laughs) And uh, the dad is downstairs going, Uh Uh, it's pretty good. Does
1: he die? I can't remember I if he's actually. I don't think dead. you see him die, but okay. you
0: definitely see Billy doing a little grin. Yes. And then uh and then you see the skeleton again, I think. Uh, the yeah, creep the out creature. the window. He's right, yeah. like, haha, finally yes. got him. Yes. And then it goes to cartoon again or something. Uh-huh. I don't know. Right. But yeah, then credits.
1: Yeah, and that's the end of Creep Show One.
0: Yes. Um, I just want to say that while I was watching this movie, I was eating a chicken bacon ranch pizza. Good lord. So uh <laughs> Good thing I've seen it probably a dozen times already. No uh, doubt, so, um, dude, yeah. But don't do what I did, people, no. if you've never seen this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you would not have an appetite. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's right. that's it. Right. Yeah, now, um, what is it, five years later, we get yep. Creepshow 2, Creep Creepshow 2. Um, the intro to Creepshow 2, uh, there's a, a little Billy on the street, you know, waiting for newspaper deliveries, I guess. Uh-huh. And this truck pulls up. It's all live action, um, and there's, like, a ghoul in the back delivering these newspapers. Again, Tom Savini. He's under makeup. Oh, he's in time. the makeup? Yes. Okay. And uh, he's like, oh, hey, little Billy, uh-huh. Can't wait for the next issue. Yep. And he throws out a stack <laughs> of creep shows. Um, And it cuts to a cartoon again, and the ghoul turns into a cartoon, and yep. you get the whole credits thing again. Right. And then it cuts to a castle, and you get, like... Uh, It's a Tales from the Crypt type thing now. It's like a Crypt Keeper thing. Right. Saying, oh, hello, boys and ghouls, you know?
1: (laughs) And it's all related to the Tales from the Crypt
0: universe, like this whole thing. And this is before Tales from the Crypt, though, Uh like a couple years before that show came out. But
1: the Crypt Keeper had existed in some form in, like, EC Comics, you know, all throughout the, you know, since the
0: 50s, apparently. Okay, all right, cool. So, um... And then, and then it, he says uh, something, some joke, and then now it's our story, yeah. you know, for old Chief Woodenhead, Dave. right? Yes, old Chief Woodenhead.
1: So this one, um, <laughs> it's uh, it stores George Kennedy and Dorothy Lamour, <laughs> um, you know, two people who were like, you know, from old Hollywood. Uh-huh. Um, they run a little general store, um, like in a in a in a backwater town somewhere in the Southwest and uh what they like the town is kind of dying and what they've been doing for the last few years is like helping this like local uh Native American tribe uh-huh and the, the head of the tribe this guy I think his name is Mike Salcedo or Paul Salcedo okay um he he plays Ben White Moon and um he comes to uh, George Kennedy and Dorothy L'Amour and gives them, like, the, these uh, really valuable uh, Indian jewelry. Yeah. Um, and says, you know, this is to, to, to not only pay for all the stuff we've taken from you, all the, all the stuff you've given us, but also just as collateral right. so that, you know, so that we can continue to borrow, but we're not
0: begging now. Right. And, like, this is, this is our goodwill towards you. Yes. You've been so nice to us, and we cannot continue... To steal, quote unquote, right, from you, right? Like we need the, you have to take this, and George Kennedy doesn't want to. He's like, I can't take these from your people, right? But you know, then that's an insult if he doesn't. Yes, they have to, you know, they have to live in debt and not be beggars or whatever,
1: right? Ben White something makes that like great that. It's very of, respectful. It is. And it, it yeah, makes, and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's
0: good sense, and it's the right thing to do. Right. You know. Right. These are good people. Yep. And uh, George Kennedy has a big, you know. Like a Native American carved out of a a tree stump out front. Yeah, like it's one like a of those cigar store uh, Indian, a wood carving of a cigar yeah. store Indian. Uh-huh. Uh Really big, like seven foot tall thing. Right. You know, it's great, and he's out there touching up the war paint on Chief Woodenhead. Yeah. Um. Uh, and what I like is like Chief Woodenhead. Is never a prop. It's always a guy in a suit or something. Is it like? Is, I think so because you can see it kind of moving a little, like not intentionally, but like a guy trying to stand still. So when George that's Kennedy, what it seems
1: like. When George Kennedy is putting the war paint on, that's a real guy. You think? I think
0: it is. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of scrutinized it, and I was like, I think that's a dude still. Okay. I don't know if it's a dude or an animatronic or something, but I think it's a dude. It's a, it like when,
1: when we see you know eventually what happens. It, there's definitely like a dude in the in the chief Woodhead uh-huh. suit, and it's a great costume. Uh huh. It looks like. A wooden cigar store Indian uh-huh. and it's just somebody walking around. Yep. Um but we we, we gave all that preamble because like <laughs> they what happens immediately after this great scene, especially when Dorothy Lamore tells Ben Whitemoon I was so wrong about you. Um because he she's yeah. been kind of telling George Kennedy you can't be doing this, you can't be giving right, these people yeah. so much stuff for free. And he says, you know, she's like that he she makes up with Ben in that in that in that yeah, in that yeah. scene. And then Dorothy Lamore and George Kennedy go back into their store and suddenly the lights go off. Uh-huh. And in walks I'll just tell you right now man about about a year ago I wrote an article for Taste of Cinema uh-huh. about this performance by Holt McAlleny as Sam White Moon. Uh-huh. <laughs> man yep. He he's so excellent in this movie. I, I I can't take my eyes off his performance. And what he is is a local teenager who is Native American himself and the nephew of the honorable Ben White Moon. Mm-hmm. Him and his two friends are robbing uh, George Kennedy and Dorothy Lamour at gunpoint. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ah, I can't.
0: Man, go ahead. They got to get the Hollywood man because this <laughs> hair is gonna get you laid and paid. <laughs> Can we please talk about his lines? Oh, uh,
1: yes, the hair is going to get him paid and late.
0: It's out of this world. Oh, This is man. the most over-the-top character <laughs> out of both movies. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're not wrong.
0: It's a great performance. It is an awesome
1: <laughs> performance. The, the, the photo machine rant. When he's in there like he 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 goes into the photo oh machine, God. the photo booth to like get pictures of himself cuz he's really vain. He's looking at himself going, "Would you look at this face? <laughs> look at this sweetheart. They got to make me a movie star. Uh-huh. When they see me they're going to say, "Sam, get over here." Yep, exactly. Get in front of these cameras. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> and his hair Oh yeah, perfect. It's so nice. It's great. Yeah, uh, dude. <laughs> Nine years it took me to grow this hair, man. <laughs> I ain't just fucking around here.
0: <laughs> and it's absurd. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah, it, I, I love it. <laughs> but uh, it's him, and then it, it's Rich Boy and Fatso. Rich, it's it's fat stuff. Fat
1: stuff. Yes. Oh, excuse rich me. Boy and Fat Stuff are his, the other two guys.
0: His two best friends. <laughs> He lovingly calls him rich boy and fat stuff. Yes. Yeah, this guy he, sucks. He's
1: awful. He's an alpha male type who's just a real bully to his friends. And his asshole friends are like, I mean, it, it's, it just, it's someone like who actually is like rich boy and fat stuff. I can't stand them in real life or the movies. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 guys who just hang around with a guy like this mm-hmm. and never tell him
0: off. Yep. It sucks. I know, man. It sucks. So then he does he accidentally shoot the wife? He does. He has his shotgun up up against her ribs. Yes. uh, And I think the gun accidentally goes off. It does. Uh, But he doesn't. He's just like, okay, yep, okay, she's dead. Now it happened. Whatever. So now I I gotta kill George Kennedy. Now I gotta kill him, and then we're going to Hollywood. And and you know,
1: man, he tells Rich Boy to go get his go get his Firebird. Go Go pull up. Yeah, go
0: get your stuff, fat stuff, and go <laughs> yes. get your Firebird, rich boy. Uh huh. Meet me at my place. Yeah. Um. And before this, before they leave to do all this, he shoots Chief Woodenhead in the face, because because <sighs> he hates his. The best part about him, he's probably the most developed character in all the 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 stories here. Agreed. Because he's like so resentful to his own tribe and heritage. No one understands him. He no more eating dust for a living. He yep, says, yep. "No more tribe. Yep. I'm out of here." Like, who who could not relate to teenage angst? Of course. Uh, I mean, he's a piece of shit. Yes, but I he's, mean, a, he's a really just gross. No yeah. characters have this kind of development to him. <laughs> You're right, except for him, which right. sucks because he's the worst. He's one of the worst people in all of them. All the stories. Sam White Moon <laughs> might be as bad as Adrian Barbeau <laughs> as far as like bad people. You're yeah. right. Um, so then the, then we get a cool sequence of Chief Woodenhead, you know, loading up. Yeah. Because... He, he, he comes to life. Yeah, he comes to life, and George Kennedy had left his red paint outside, uh, and, and you see the wooden hand come down, and he puts the war paint on his own face. He's ready. He's ready to bring war. He is ready to bring <laughs> war, and, and it brings up maybe the,
1: the biggest plot hole uh-huh. in the whole saga. Okay. Which is... Why didn't Chief Woodenhead come to life right when he knew that <laughs> Sam Fat Stuff and Rich Boy were doing what they were doing? Why didn't he just burst in before George, before poor
0: Dorothy Lamore gets gunned down? Maybe because he doesn't care about them. He just cares because he got shot in his face. I don't know.
1: So he's not defending George. Maybe Kennedy he's and not Dorothy defending. Lamour?
0: Maybe he's not defending Indian heritage. Maybe he's just like, man, you messed up my, man, you shot me. I don't know. Really? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I don't buy that think okay. he's I think he's, re- he's taking revenge on yeah. these people who have been wrongfully murdered yeah yeah and who have been taking care of him for the last 40 years right uh, but yeah you know but it, it's a funny yeah, way to right, do that yeah, just right, defend yeah. them
1: then if you have this power <laughs> if you're able to come to and, life and even when um, Benjamin
0: leaves like the Indian nods at him like chief wouldn't fully like yeah. winks at him and stuff yeah. yeah so anyways he 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 gears up Rambo style and he comes <laughs> after these three kids Um you see fat stuff, you know, drinking a beer and watching cartoons. or What are they watching? The they're, Cisco Kid. Oh, that's right. They're watching the Cisco Kid. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's sitting there, and all of a sudden, three arrows hit him. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, wow. Okay, he's dead. Right. This happens quick. It's like, quick, 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 quick. Yes. Uh, then it cuts to Rich Boy, and his car is smashed in. <laughs> and uh, he gets murdered there. Uh-huh. He get Oh, it's a big shadow thing. Yeah. Uh, you see Woodenhead's shadow come up behind... Rich boy's shadow, and you see the axe raise up and come down, uh-huh. you know, and blood splatters onto the wall. Right. Um, and then it goes to Sam, which is the best part. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Sam is again admiring himself in the mirror. Uh-huh. By now, he's put a shirt on, um, <laughs> you know, because he's pretty going pretty to all the yes. time. <laughs> he was shirtless with a denim jacket uh-huh. all the way opened, which is an awesome look. Great. Um, and... So he's he's looking at himself in the mirror again, saying, "Yeah, oh, they, wait till they see me in Hollywood, you know." <laughs> God. And he has the greatest line of the movie. I I don't know why it always hits me. It always makes me laugh. He grab he he senses something is amiss. He grabs his shotgun, turns around. Chief Woodenhead is coming through the door, and Sam goes, "Hey, you're not alive, man. <laughs> you can't be alive." And he starts firing. <laughs> I love
0: it so much. It's so. <laughs> I don't want to say it's bad, but it's just like, <laughs> it's not good acting, No, but it's so over the top. Yes. It's insane. <laughs> That's what I love but about it. But it's probably, so yeah. far gone. It's good. Right. It's you're It's so right. far beyond bad that it's good you're again. You're right. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It went, yeah. it went, you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and he goes into the bathroom and then Chief Woodenhead pulls him through the wall. <laughs> He's like Roy Batty. He pulls yes! him right <laughs> through the wall yes. by his hair, uh-huh. his lovely hair. <laughs> and you see him. Raise his hand up with his knife, and it cuts right when he lowers the blade. Yes. And what has happened is, you know, Sam got scalped. Sam Whiteman was scalped. Uh, yeah, his lovely yeah. locks yes. no longer attached to his body. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, Woodenhead, I guess, goes back, mm-hmm. and the chief comes and sees Woodenhead holding the scalp and says, May your spirit rest, fair warrior. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm finally glad my asshole nephew's dead. I guess basically is all he's saying. You you
1: wish he (laughs) would say that because he sees Sam's scalp in Chief Woodenhead's hand. Uh And the reason he knows to go there is because when when Ben woke up in the morning, like the the, the jewels that he had given George Kennedy were were, were now in his bed with him. That's right, because Sam had stolen the jewels. Yes, that's right. And, uh, you know, yeah, I I, I really... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what he means, you're right. Is I'm so glad that disgusting kid of mine
0: is finally, yeah, you know, right, no yeah. longer. He's not my problem anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> then you get another interlude with Billy, a real quick one. Yep. Uh, a mailman. He's at the the post office getting a package, and the mailman's like, "Why are you playing with these kids' toys? And you're buying those funny papers? Yes. You know. Yes. And Billy's like, "These are not funny papers, and this is not a toy to Venus flytrap. I don't know." And that's it. That's <laughs> yeah. it. It's 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 a it's setting up the rest of his little interludes. Right.
1: Yes. And it and it pads the runtime. Yeah. And that's about it.
0: Yeah. Um, then we get the raft. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we get the ghoul crypt keeper guy saying something again, and he's he introduces like, us to the raft. Here's a yeah. joke. Then the raft. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and we see
1: a yellow Camaro. You know, <laughs> in, <laughs> the in the eighties. And one of my
0: favorite lines. Okay. There's these two like, college college. Party boys uh-huh. and these two babes yes. in the car, <laughs> and um the so one guy goes, "I feel the need for weed." Oh God, <laughs> fucking Top Gun! Yes, it's, like, they,
1: they they probably just saw Top this Gun. This
0: is 1987. I know it is 87, God.
1: all up in and and like <laughs> and he's. And that car they're driving, it just—it just gave me flashbacks to like being in the uh-huh. back of those cars, yeah, and like being a little kid just going, "I want out of
0: here so bad." My buddy had a T-top. Oh man, painted black with one blue fender. Of course, there's always a yep. blue Bondoed yep. fender yep. on one of those yep. cars. I know. <laughs> oh man, I hate them so oh, much, Oh, dude. <laughs> and and my note here says, "Bros and hoes driving to the lake." <laughs> That's all it is, because because they had <laughs> they had no values. They, they they were they were like these are the most one dimensional characters I've ever seen in my life. I know
1: Deke especially is is the guy driving the car. Deke, yep. Um, he's this. He's the quarterback. Yes, he's a he's a big, tall, handsome guy with like he kind of looks like William Zabka, but he has like a longer, bit, yeah. curlier. Hair. I thought he looked almost like Clancy Brown.
0: It's like uh, yeah, it's, it's Clancy yeah. Zabka. You're right, it's Clancy Zabka. Oh, my God. And Clancy Zabka as Deke. Absolutely right. So they go to this lake, and um, there's a raft out in the middle, and it's it's cold out. Uh-huh. So they swim through the, to from the shore to this raft in yes. the middle of the lake. It's a big deck out in the middle of the yeah, lake. Yeah, I guess people go here in the summer. They have big parties. You know, For it's fun. What? Whatever. For what? They just drink and smoke and have sex, I guess. That's On all they that do. On that thing? not maybe not on the raft but i don't know maybe that's what they're planning on doing out yeah, there yeah yeah these people but they get there and they they go into the <laughs> lake and they swim there and uh they the two dudes get up to the the raft and then they the one guy sees uh what's his name? Randy, Randy, uh-huh. the other dude. Yeah, the small guy. He sees this blobby thing like eating a bird or a duck. Yes. And he's like what the heck is it looks like a an oil spill, which right. is what they call it eventually. And then it starts coming towards them. And he sees that, and he starts freaking out, like, swim, swim, come on. And the girls barely get onto the raft. It yeah. Was like, I, that looked like that thing was coming for you, you know? Right. And it gets really quick right into it. It does. Um, uh, doesn't waste time. There, there's Deke's girlfriend and then Randy's girlfriend. Yeah, I can't La- remember their names. La- Laverne? Laverne
1: is Deke's girlfriend. Okay. And uh, Randy's girlfriend is... Uh, I don't know her. I can't. It's Rachel, maybe. Um, it might be Rachel. Yeah. Um, but anyways, she's Daryl Hannah's sister.
0: Really? Yeah. Paige Hannah. Oh, Paige Hannah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, she gets it quick. She does. She she's dies an first. An idiot, and like <laughs> starts to reach down to touch this oil spill for some reason. She's
1: like fishing through it with a stick or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then it like like these. It's it's like venom, man. These fucking like yes. black tentacle spawns come out and Ugh. like pull her in. Right. Um. It's pretty cool. I like it. It's a good death. Yeah. It pulls her in, and then you see her like hand and like skeletal corpse kind of coming out. Like help! Uh uh-huh. huh. It's like pulling her in again and right. bobbing in the lake. <laughs> it's good. It looks
1: good. I really like how it looks. I know. It's um, creepy. And 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 this sets into motion, of course, because like before this, like like Deke is is just like really excited to be there, and he's he's you know like he's oh, doing. Yeah. He's 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 one of these guys like these jocks who's kind of the life of the party too, and he's um he's just got everything going for him, and he's in these like this yellow banana hammock and he, <laughs> yes. with it with a like a, a necklace on, uh-huh. and he, he's he's brought like weed with him um, in uh-huh. a plastic bag that he had in the side of the banana hammock, <laughs> and he, he's 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 enjoying himself, he's having a he's having a good you know toke, yep.
0: he's like I can't worry about it, I'm trying to, but I can't I just, worry, I can't worry about it, <laughs> <laughs> you know like like yeah uh, and
1: the The death of Paige Hannah rocks his world, uh-huh. and he, and he, and as Laverne is getting kind of hysterical about it because she just watched somebody die, he grabs Laverne and says, "Laverne, you shut your mouth! I'm gonna fucking smoke you!" Uh huh. And he's making a fist and he's threatening domestic violence uh-huh. on this thing, and and it's uh, on a raft in the middle of this lake with yeah. Oh man, uh- you 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 really celebrate when Deke
0: gets his. It's the it's disgusting and it's great. Um. One thing I like that uh, Randy says is like this thing doesn't look like an accident. This looks uh, like yep. it's on purpose. Right, right. Which is cool. It's a cool thing. He's yeah. like, like this thing like is sentient. Mm-hmm. This isn't an oil slick. We've seen an oil slick before. Right. Uh, that's not what an oil slick looks like. <laughs> and it just ate my girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, and when our skeletons like hanging out, you can hear her saying, "It hurts." Oh, oh God, it's, it's horrifying. Like, Man. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> It's such a simple line, yeah. but it's so it's a it has such impact. It's very effective yeah. to say because everyone it hurts. knows like you burn your finger, God it hurts. Yes, man. her whole body is like covered. Oh, they never say and it the hurts. Skin, like is melting off. And no, stuff. It, like it's disgusting.
1: When you're watching the Driller Killer, nobody says, "Hey, this hurts." <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's it. People should say it more often because it really does <laughs> remind you that you're watching a violent act.
0: Oh my God! <laughs> and they're like, "Can we outswim it?" And they're like, "No, man, that thing's fast." Right. Um. And then uh. It goes under the raft and it grabs Deke's leg Yeah, and uh, pulls him through, pulls his one leg in and uh, he's like, oh my God, freaking out and everyone else is freaking out. And after a minute, it pulls his rest of his body down through the hole and his leg, who is still his ungrasped leg, yeah. hyper extends up in front of his head over his shoulder and he gets pulled down into the ground tremor style, man. If you got oh. sick
1: watching Joe Fisman, you know, like oh. go down, like you will not want to see Deke's death because yeah, the the like a compound fracture at the pelvis.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, oh. man, it's gross. <laughs> and he's gone. Yep. And then it's under the under the raft and it's trying to come through the cracks uh-huh. in the wood. Yeah. And uh they're like, Oh no, Stan Laverne and Randy are like, yes. stand on the, the planks, they can't get you. And so they do that. And then they're both trying to watch it, and they're, like, taking watch, and they're freezing Mm -hmm. because it's getting dark. Right, right. And they're like, all right, let's hold each other to warm up or whatever. And then, uh, man, the worst thing ever happens. Thank you, yes. They wake up in the morning, (laughs) and she's laying on the raft. Randy wakes up. Randy wakes up, and she's laying there. He's laying on her. He wakes up and decides to cop a feel. Um. (sighs) It's it's so terrible. Sexual assault this two dude, weeks in a row on this show. Yeah. He, yeah. He lifts up her shirt and starts fondling her breasts. Yes. And you see it and it's disgusting. And, and it he lingers like, there. He's yeah. like kissing her belly and licking it. And right. Disgusting. I know. You're... A dude, come on. You're on this raft with a bob trying to kill you. I know. And you do this. And, and, and that, that's what you think to do in this moment. I know. Right. It's just... On top of it being the most disgusting thing you could ever do. Of course. You're in a situation you should never do this in. Yeah, what exactly. The hell? It wouldn't have been okay in the bedroom. What in are you going to do? Gonna start yeah. doing it? Oh, man. Yeah. She's going to wake up and be like, right. oh, come on, let's do it. My right. boyfriend just died and we're trapped on this raft in the middle of a lake with a monster trying to kill us. No, I'll just screw you. Randy, because you assaulted me. Randy sucks. God, Randy's the worst. I know. He's my least favorite person ever because I, of I, this. I agree
1: with you. It, it totally. It to- yeah. and 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 actually, the movie itself. I don't even know if it knows how bad. Like, how bad Randy is. I don't know, man. This is 87. Who the, knows? The music is all wrong. It's, it's like it's romantic, romantic music God, as he's assaulting
0: this he's woman. He's pulling a knocks-over Overstreet on her, yes, man. Yes, completely. It's just like, God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly. And then as this is happening, she starts, like, kind of moaning a little. And yeah. you're like, is she into it? Yeah. Or like Is she going to wake up? No. What has happened is the blob has gotten through the crack to her face. And she rolls over and her face is melting off. Yes. And oh. she's yelling, Randy, help me. And, yeah. you know... And he he can't because he's got a heart on. Whatever. (laughs) What an asshole. Fuck Randy.
1: Fuck Randy is right. And
0: then it pulls her (laughs) corpse into the lake and starts eating it or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, he takes this opportunity to swim to shore. Yeah. While it's distracted. And it starts chasing him. He gets to shore, finally, after a little tension. And turns around and is like, oh, I beat you. I beat you. And then the blob tidal waves onto the shore and covers him. Uh Uh-huh. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. At least Randy dies. Yeah. I wish they showed it though. Cause yes. it cuts the tidal wave comes up and you see Randy, you go, Oh shit. And like, like turn around away. and then it cuts to like, you know, 10 minutes later or whatever. Right, and you right. see the Camaro plastin's music yeah. and then you see the blob pulling a lump back into the lake. Right. You know, and that, that's it. And it pans over to a no swimming sign. Uh huh. <laughs> yes. I wish you saw Randy get it. I wish yeah. you saw him get it. I,
1: I want to see Randy tortured uh, by, by this by this thing.
0: Besides the huge glaring problem uh-huh. we mentioned, right, right. Uh, this is the biggest problem with the story itself. I is agree. That you need to see Randy eat it, man. Yes. you got to see it. I know. <sighs> I used to really love this one. Yeah. Until I realized there's a sexual assault in it. When I was. When I was younger, kid, I didn't bother I, me. I, it,
1: I, I didn't know it was bad. I know. Oh, I, 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 and and watching it now, God, you just go. Th- this, if if you ever knew anyone doing this, I mean, like it, it's it's
0: the worst kind of violation, and it's just put in a movie for for you know. For... If it wasn't for that, this might be my favorite one. Real, yeah, because I, I actually I, think I, it has the most terror. I know. in Any of them. you're right. The story is very good. Being stranded, yeah, uh, like that is right. terrifying.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. <sighs> but,
1: anyway, yeah, there you
0: go. There you go. See you, Randy. <laughs> then there's another interlude and a bunch of bullies like chase after little Billy and they smash his package and right. kill his fly trap. Yes. And then and then that's it. Uh-huh. And then uh, <laughs> I think the crypt keeper guy gives you a joke and you get the hitchhiker. Yeah. <laughs> Which here we go with the hitchhiker. Okay. Okay. I hate this one. Me too. Fuck this one. Me this too. This is the worst one.
1: I I have it actually, you know, as as the worst as well. Um, and there's a many reasons why it's the worst. Uh huh. It, it's it's Lois Giles is this is like uh, a trophy wife for this this guy the, mm-hmm. this this very rich man, and she cheats on him by visiting gigolos. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We see her wake up next to one of these guys, and uh, she pays him. And mm-hmm. she's going to be late getting home because, you know, she, she slept with this guy and then kind of slept, you know, after they did their, their stuff. Yeah. And she's driving this really fancy Mercedes. She's got nice clothing on. And this, this is like, when, when you read Stephen King... A lot of the dialogue that's in this, this it's her talking to herself through, right, throughout, yeah. throughout most of this stuff uh-huh. in the car. When you read Stephen King, this is the kind of
0: stuff that's in his novels. A lot of his novels is internal dialogue of the characters. Right. And this is exactly that. Like, I'm going to be late. Yep. I got to think of an excuse to tell my husband, yep. blah, blah, blah.
1: And then start like actually like miming the conversation that you yeah. have with the husband. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I did this and then, and then finally she kind of like breaks down and jokes. I went to get laid, George. She's like turns to,
0: to the yeah. invisible George in the car. Yeah. $150. But that's for six orgasms. Uh-huh. That's yeah. 25 a pop. It doesn't play. Not really. It It, it, it just doesn't work. And I think it's the worst performance of anyone in these movies.
1: I, yeah, she's, I, I, she's, I not, she's not good. I don't no. like it. And, and it's not well written. And no. And this kind of stuff just doesn't work in a movie. It, uh, it it almost doesn't work on the page either. Sometimes, well, at least this dialogue. Okay, yeah. Um, it, it works. It works other times in literature, but not here. You, it, it's a different medium. You
0: can't have this like snappy. I'm talking out loud yeah. to myself. Thing. Right. It, it does. It's not good. And so what happens is she's rushing home to beat her husband, who's the most punctual man ever. He mm-hmm. never takes chances or risks. You, uh-huh. you can gleam from her conversations with herself. Yes. And so she's got to beat him home, but she's not going to. She's going to be late. Uh, so she's frantically driving, and she ends up hitting a hitchhiker. Yep. And uh, apparently killing him, I guess. Right. So she flees the scene. There's a car right behind her. She gets away from that car. A trucker drives by with uh, Stephen King as the trucker, as another cameo character. Yeah. Uh, he's in every movie he, d- he writes. So I guess so. Right. <laughs> uh, much better as the Moss Man. Uh-huh. And then uh, <laughs> so she's the rest of the story is her driving... Uh, talking to herself, saying, oh, my God, you killed that guy. Right. Wait, you don't know if he's dead. Can you live with this? Um, what am I going to say? Blah, 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 and so on and so forth. And she ends up seeing the hitchhiker on the side of the road that she just hit, and he's all mangled. Yes. Still asking for a ride from her. He keeps saying to her, hi, lady, thanks for the
1: ride. Yeah. As he approaches her. hmm And he gets more and more, like you said, mangled. I mean, like, like she he starts terrorizing her from from beyond the grave. Yeah. And she keeps running him over and damaging him more with her car. Yep. And he just keeps coming back, you know, like... It happens like six times. It does. It's too much. I I know. It's It's too many. There's not much to this thing. Uh, Unless you dig somewhat, which, I mean, on this viewing, I I tried did. I tried to. I've seen this movie a million times, but I didn't dig until this time. I mean, it is the hitchhiker. Now, this is not... This is not the best symbolism of all time, Mm -hmm. and it's not even subtle symbolism. But of course, you know, when she's asking herself, can I live with this? You know, Mm -hmm. is the guilt going to destroy me? The hitchhiker, I guess, represents the guilt.
0: Yeah. You know, and is this in her head? Yes. You know, what's going on? Right. In the end, it turns out it's not in her head. I mean, it's creep show, so she's actually dead. (laughs) Well, I mean, she's dead, I guess. but But is she dead because of the hitchhiker or because she's been in an accident i don't well or i carbon it's, monoxide it, it's possible that carbon monoxide is what
1: killed her because okay. when george comes home and opens up the garage door there's a bunch of smoke in there yeah so did she commit suicide over thinking about like i i hit and ran this
0: guy and didn't report it right honestly like i don't think this story has that much intelligence okay. to write that in okay i don't think it's supposed to be that way at all i all mean right. it's it would be way better if that's what it is yeah of course but you gotta, you're we're grasping at straws for meaning here, and it's 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 <laughs> I hard.
1: It, <laughs> so. it, I know, and it sucks to end this way. I know, right? You know, because like this is this is definitely like you said, it's it's the weakest and thinnest story, mm-hmm. and like that 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 dialogue that that she has to spout in these scenes. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it's so just like cocktail party bullshit. Yeah. And I, I I hate listening to it. I just wince at, at her, at her performance of it. Yeah. And and I'm thinking like, like with Stephen King, boy, he, he just really thinks he's
0: doing something special with this too. And it, it's,
1: it's the worst King you can imagine.
0: And and the irony of the whole thing is she gets home and her husband's not there Mm -hmm. and she's like, you, you just did this all for nothing. Yeah. You know, your husband's late the one time. Right. Um, but he's late because it turns out he was the guy that stopped to help the hitchhiker and call the cops. He was
1: the first one <laughs> yes, on the scene yeah. of the accident. Right. Yes. Um yeah. Man. This Jamie Sheridan looking motherfucker. <laughs> I don't even know who he is, but he looks just like he's in the ice house. Yeah,
0: it sucks. Uh, the ice I'm, storm. I'm sorry. Yeah. The ice storm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, you think Elijah Wood was the hitchhiker? <laughs> I here's the here's the funny part actually the, the hitchhiker
1: oh my god yo and this dude is just you know, like, he's just sliding just, down the god. oh
0: that's my favorite part of that movie that slide movie. I know yes I didn't recommend it though but, I know you um,
1: didn't which which always surprised me but, I, you know yeah I like the ice storm quite a bit yeah but,
0: it's okay but yeah, yeah whatever. Um, but
1: yeah, and and the the guy who actually plays the hitchhikers, this guy, Tom Wright, who I, he's been in a ton of stuff and I didn't, I didn't recognize him until I found he plays Mr. Morgan in Seinfeld. He's like George Costanza's boss at the Yankees. Okay. He's that dude who's always like, you know, up in George's face. I was like, that's, it's Mr. Morgan is the one saying, thanks for the ride lady. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. That's great.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, so that's, that's it for the hitchhiker. Yeah. And then you get a final outro and, uh. The bullies are chasing Billy on the bike. And this is all animated, too. Yeah. In the first movie, Billy was live action. There was hardly any animation. And in this, it's been changed from the live action into animation. Yep. um, Which I think is why I don't like the ones in the second one. Okay. Because it sucks. They suck. I know. They're shallow. And, I mean, they're not supposed to be elaborate or anything. They're interludes. Right. And it's a framing device for the story. But, um, anyway, they chase him into this, like, quarry or some junkyard or something and Billy has planted his Venus fly traps there and they come out these giant fly traps and eat the bullies Yeah, um, and, and then that's it and then the creep you know drives away laughing on his truck with the, the next issue of Creep Show, I guess
1: because there's four dead kids yeah. and that's really <laughs> funny and you know <laughs> well dude it's creep Show. I they're understand. dead bullies I understand I don't know I, I can't be so uh, <laughs> like <laughs> I know
0: <laughs> but anyway that's the end of creep show yeah yeah and did did you know there's a creep show three dave yeah i did know that it, i haven't seen it i haven't um, seen it either it but i looked a, it up the direct-to-video in 2007 yeah. um no stephen king no george romero right um apparently it sucks did you look at the cast no
1: nobody's in <laughs> i mean like like if you go to if you look it up in wikipedia you know you see like the cast list and there's uh-huh. like links to all their articles uh-huh. there's no links to anybody's articles it's so cool wow yeah
0: um there was a, a Creepshow reboot that was going to be done on net or YouTube actually, mm. or a web series. It was called Creepshow Raw. This did have people in it. Oh, um, it was there was a pilot in 2008, starring Michael Madsen, <laughs> and uh, directed by Wilmer Valderrama. Wilmer Valderrama was directing Michael Madsen in a Creepshow reboot. Yeah. Uh, Fez from that '70s
1: show, Holy everybody. Shit.
0: He was directing this. Uh, wow, uh, Creepshow Raw. I think it's still out there. You can probably find it, but All I guess right. it didn't get picked up or anything. But okay, I'm sure it's better than Creepshow Three. I'm sure it is. It might be better than some Creepshow 2 stuff. It's probably oh, better than the Hitchhiker. though, everything's yeah. better than the Hitchhiker. <laughs> I'm looking at my wall. I know. And that's more <laughs> that has more depth than oh, that story. God, yeah, I'm that... not looking for depth with Creepshow though, no. but like that thing just has
1: nothing. You're looking for some entertainment. It sucks. And it it's not even it entertaining. Yet.
0: Right. Whatever. Okay, Dave. So let's rank these things. Let's rank them all. Okay. Uh, Both movies. Got it. So how would you rank this?
1: Okay. So number 10, the worst, I have The Hitchhiker.
0: Okay. Um, Obviously.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Right. We have ripped on that enough. Uh Uh-huh. Number nine, I have um, Creepshow 2's Billy character. Yeah. Like all of his arc in... In the in the movie.
0: Yep, I agree. That's my list exactly so far.
1: Oh, okay, cool. It, not not the next one. I know that. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, number eight, I had the lonesome death of Jordy Verrill. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, number seven, I have uh, they're creeping up on you. Okay. Uh, number six, I have the first iteration of Billy from okay. Creepshow one. Creepshow one, Billy. Yes. Okay. Where he's where he's murdering Tom Atkins with a voodoo doll. Oh, I, I love like it. that a lot. It's so
0: good. Yes. <laughs>
1: Uh, Number five, Father's Day. Okay. Number four, uh, The Raft. Okay. It would have gone higher except for that awful shit that we talked about. That's the same thing with my list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Number three, The Crate. Okay. Um, Number two, Something to Tide You Over. Okay. And number one, of course, Old Chief Woodenhead.
0: All right. There you go. (laughs) Nice. I knew that was coming. Yes. Yes. Uh, My list... A lot of similarities here with some things switched around, definitely. Okay. Um, 10, I got The Hitchhiker because it's terrible. Yeah, Billy number two okay. is uh, number nine. <laughs> um, I think if they didn't animate it, it might be better. Yeah, probably so. Uh, and number seven, or this is number eight. Yep. I got Old Chief Woodenhead, Dave. Wow. I'm not a huge fan of it.
1: All right. Well, but you like Holt McElhinney. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, great, He's it. awesome. Like, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. And uh, number seven, mm-hmm. They're Creeping Up On You. Oh, wow um i think there. it's kind of just one note i yeah. don't know i mean most of it is anyway but i don't know it just doesn't do it for me mm-hmm. it's pretty gross but whatever right six something to tide you over oh uh number five is billy number one from creep show one nice number four i have the raft uh it'd be higher yeah. if it didn't have the sexual assault of course <sighs> number three i have father's day Number two, I have the lonesome death of Jordy Virgil Ver- Wow, number two is Jordy Virgil? I really like that one. All right, all right. Yep, it's just such a cool little like weird story. Yes. I love it. Yes. And number one, I have the crate. Nice. Yeah.
1: Uh, understandable.
0: Yep that that freaked me out so bad as a kid, uh-huh. and I still find it intense and interesting. <laughs> yeah, it is. It it's is. just interesting. Unlike the hitchhiker, right?
1: And 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 you know, I don't know if we got into. We, we talked a lot about Adrian Barbeau's character in in the crate. Uh-huh. I don't think we we gave her enough credit for that performance because she is totally believable uh-huh. in this role. Yeah, and and it's like we said, it, this is, this is not a fleshed out character, and yet she is just killing it with that performance. Uh-huh.
0: She's great, man. Yep. It's that milk and whiskey that does it,
1: <laughs> and that hairdo. Oh, that hair. Oh man, God. yeah. She just.
0: She looks drunk all the time in that role. <laughs> yeah. In that role. And she does it great. It's probably awesome. real milk and whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But anyway, that's it. You got anything else about this?
1: Um, just that like I, I wanted to tell you about like when I when I read earlier, I told you earlier about how I read the graphic novel from uh-huh. the creep show. Yeah. Um, I remember reading it and it was nighttime. I checked it out from the library. Uh-huh. And at our house, like when we took out the trash, you had to go into the alley behind yeah. the house to do it. Mm-hmm. And mom told me to take out the trash. <laughs> And it was nighttime, and I got spooked. <laughs> Definitely, you know, because I was reading Creepshow. I mean, it's so secretly reading Creepshow. Yes, Oh, yes. just like Billy. I, I, I was this kid, <laughs> and like I walked. I, I couldn't believe how scared I was. I walked outside, and I just, I just sprinted back. You oh know? yeah, I've I'm, done that before, oh, man. man. Yeah. Definitely,
0: yes. Speaking of getting the the graphic novel from the library, uh huh. I tried to get the DVD from the library for this viewing. Yes. And I accidentally got the graphic novel. Instead. <laughs> so I had to go rent sale on Amazon. Oh, man. You pretty know what? Good.
1: You're going to like the graphic novel, actually, because it's actually pretty entertaining. Okay. And it is like the real images from the movies are like the ones we see those panels. Yeah, they're in the graphic.
0: That's novel. awesome. It's pretty cool. That's so cool. All right, so that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes. Rate it, review it. Most of all, share it. Gets more dudes listening to the dudes. If you don't use iTunes, find us anywhere else you get a podcast or go to dudesonmovies.com and you'll find anything you need right there yes and we have uh, we're on social media with Facebook Twitter and Instagram um, mm-hmm.
1: just look for dudes on movies and we have an email address dudesonmovies at gmail.com please drop us a line
0: yeah definitely uh, keep the emails coming folks yep. uh, we've been getting some we love good. reading definitely um, and now uh, question of the week Dave what is uh, this week's question of the week question of the week to this week what is your favorite anthology movie oh yeah we've got Do- a lot of choices there doesn't have to be horror nope, nope. whatever, whatever any, any kind of anthology Um, And remember, it's October. Still doing horror movies, Dave. That's right. We're going to keep them coming for Horror Month. And uh, next week, 2005's The Descent, directed by Neil Marshall and starring Shauna McDonald. Uh, So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time.